Y'all, we are leveling up. I'm so excited because I have a brand new guest with me here in the studio. And I'm going to let Tammy introduce herself and tell us all about the things she is doing. Yes, yes. Good evening, everybody. So my name is Tammy Francis. I am a newly published author of a biography called Nobody's Child, the Biography. Uh, it is a story about my mom and my family and uh, just the determination that uh, my mother had in her life and just an amazing life that she had. And I hope that you get a chance to check the book out. Um, it's uh, available on Amazon. Um, it's available on barnesandnoble.com and also on my website, nobodyschildbiography.com. In addition to the book that I recently published, I also um, have a children's book that I'm working on that I've been working on for quite some time based on my child, my son, Miles. It's called The Adventures of Scooter Miles um, and then many other projects that are in the process, but still in the birthing stage. So that's what's going on with me. Oh, I love it. I love it how you wove that in there in the birthing <laughs> stage, because we know, yes. you know, we we're always in the, I think we, sometimes we get stuck in the planning phase yeah. and we don't go into the birthing aspect of it, mm -hmm. really getting that thing out of us. You know, a lot of us have been so compacted with blessings and gifts and talents and yeah. all these ideas. Some of us are multimillionaires just in the making, but the making. it's the birthing, it's the building and birthing process that really kind of seals that deal. Will you be that multimillionaire that you see yourself being? Will you be that published author? Will yeah. you be that successful business owner? Or will you even just live your best life? You know, mm -hmm. building and birthing doesn't always have to be, you know, some sort Writing of business. Project. Yes. It yeah. could just be having a healthier mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Really yes. just really getting out there and living life to the fullest. So, Tammy, you talked about it. You got us going. So <laughs> in the beginning, right, you had yes. these ideas for this, your books, your latest book, your most recent published book. Tell us what was that initiating factor that said, hey, you know what? This book needs to be out there in the world. Yeah. I mean, well, I've always been writing, always been writing something, journaling, uh, you know, since college, since undergraduate, um, I was introduced to uh, poetry and uh, powerful female writers. Um, and that that was the the birthing again of, um, you know, spark something inside me, you know, that I just wanted to learn more about women's stories. Um, so I definitely have been always wanting to write a, a, a woman's story. Uh, but during college, um, my mom and I were um, not estranged, but just weren't taught, weren't in contact with each other a lot. But I had written a lot of poetry um, in one of my classes and it was kind of some hate poetry, <laughs> almost, you know, not hate poetry, but, you know, just some struggles that our families, you know, go through and you kind of feel whatever you feel about it. And I was writing about it. And this uh, professor, uh, Estella Conwell-Majozo, um, very interesting story about her. She uh, changed her name uh, to um, to honor the women that she most admired. So it was M-A-J-O-Z-O, Majozo, and it's Maya Angelou, Josephine Baker, and Zora Neale Hurston. So I always remembered that. Um, but she was uh, a major person who said to me, you can write, you know, this thing. You can you can contact your mom and work these things out and get to know her and kind of understand what you've been going through. So from that time, I've been thinking about writing my mom's story. 
But um, one day after my mom had gone through a lot of things that you read about in the book, my mom, uh, I said to her, you know, my child might not know you when I was pregnant with my son 15 years ago. I was pregnant with my son and my, I said to my mom, my child might not know you, you know, based on the things that you've been through in your life. You may not be here. You know, hopefully you will be, but you might not be. And she said, well, what do you want to know? And I said, I want to know everything, anything you're willing to tell me. She said, well, I'll tell you whatever you want to know. So I grabbed a pen and I started writing. So we did a lot of interviews and it was very cathartic for both of us uh, just learning about each other and just crying and, you know, just learning so many things that we had missed and during the time that we were apart. And that's what sparked the book. And that got me to introduce, interview my dad and interview my other family members. And it just became this book <laughs> that I have here for you, the Whitey's Child Biography. And it, it was a culmination of that. Oh, I, that's a beautiful testimony. And mm -hmm. I can relate because my first, my very first book was called Therapy for Your Soul, Book of Poetry. Mm -hmm. So when you said poetry and, you know, mm -hmm. it was this was the real deal. You got yeah. what you were going to get in that yeah. book. When you were saying, you know, and I paraphrase, but when you said that, you know, it resonated with me because I remember writing that book, man, poetry is so therapeutic and yeah. it was everything that I needed. My, mm -hmm. I wrote it at the birth of my um, first son as well. And, you know, just going through the transitional phase of being a, you know, college graduate, unwed, single yes. parent, you know, the whole statistic of, mm -hmm. you know, college graduates, female college graduates, you know, yes. just falling into that, you know, that, um, that title and the pressure and the yes. shame and the guilt that I felt. You know, oh. writing that book, putting it all out there. And um, I said on the last show, really receiving what I felt like God was talking to me about. You know, mm. what was life telling me? What was life teaching me? And I was able to channel that into works of, you know, written written art, poetry. Yeah. Yeah. So when you said that, I was like, yes, snaps. Yes, yes. Snaps to you, lady. No, it's so powerful what you said. Um, just I don't know if you've had the chance to read uh, Nobody's Child, the biography, but this book actually takes place in a therapy session. So it's my mom on the couch telling all these things and reflecting back on her life. And one of the major parts connects to what you just said was when you uh, were a single mom and you're raising your, your sons or your children and, you know, you don't know what to do. You know, you, there's no manual. You know, and that's exactly what happened to my mom. You know, she got into this situation and she wasn't prepared. Nobody taught her these things. You know, in 1942, when she was born, this was a different time. You know, people didn't really, you know, spend a lot of time telling you, you know, if you made a, made a mistake and you got pregnant, nobody, they, they were like, you need to get yourself together, you right. know, go figure it out. You know, I mean, they supported her in some ways, but, you know, again, she didn't feel supported in a lot of ways and you know you're thrown into this situation and you got to just kind of make it and that's what women a lot of women are in that situation we have to figure it out you know and this and is what we do because we're so powerful you know yes I totally agree and that leads us right into our first point you know yeah. when I was thinking about you know what what would be some of the key things that I would talk about in leveling up right and we've talked about being great we talked about dreaming again. Yes. We've talked about having a growth mindset. And mm -hmm. when it comes to building something, you first have to have a plan for success. Now, 
life is going to help you along on this one way or the other. Yep. Either you can glean from someone else's life. You can, mm. you know, maybe there's someone out there, a mentor, maybe even a parent, a friend, yes. or just some sort of example that you can see and watch mm -hmm. and learn and apply from. Maybe it's therapy. Maybe it's tips and strategies from a therapy session. Or like you said earlier, you make it one way or another. You, if you make mistakes, you either learn through failure. If you're successful, then you can learn through success. Mm -hmm. Now, planning for success is crucial Yes. to building yes. something that is lasting. Yes. When, when you think about planning for success, Tammy, what is the first thing that you feel like is most important on someone's plan? I, I think the most important thing is I think you have to know what your goal is. I think you have to know what your goal is. So if you go in, like, for instance, writing a book, um, you know, what are you writing this book for? Is this just for yourself? Is it just for journaling? Like you said before, do you want to, you know, be, you know, on Oprah's book club? Like, what is your goal? You know, and, you know, or is it your one and done? Is it one and done? You can say, I wrote that book. I'm done. Or, you know, I wrote that song. I'm done. Whatever that thing is. But if you know that you want to have a catalog of songs, you know, that you want to publish and you want to go you know, sell it to someone, you, you have to prepare for that, you know, figure out, you know, what it is your goal, what your goal is, right? Um, you know, is this going to be a new career? You know, what kind of time you're going to invest into it? Because you're going to have to put some time into it. So I decided, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to be a writer. You know, this is what I would like to do all, all day, every day. <laughs> you know, so I know that I, first of all, I have to get my projects in order. Like I have to have an arsenal of things so that that can sustain me you know, to make a living at it. Right. Or, you know, or, you know, I can have something else that I do. Maybe this is something I do on the side. So you have to know what your goal is, I think. And I think that's part of the major part of planning. Definitely. Um, having a goal, we talked about this on, um, you know, being growth mind, having a growth mindset. So for one, if you're planning to be successful at something, I love what Tammy said, you first have a goal, you have to have a goal in mind. And if your goal is very big, if it's a big goal, then you may want to break it down into some more short time, short term goals, right? Mm -hmm. Excuse me, y'all, short term goals. Because maybe um, a goal that will take five years, that may seem overwhelming, mm -hmm. right? You, yeah. When you first look at it and you're like, man, it's going to take me five years. And mm -hmm. a lot of us will quit right mm -hmm. there. Yes. When we see how much time it's really going to take for us to invest in this so way that way when it is built, it is sustaining, right? Yeah. So if you have a goal that's gonna take more than a year, I always say break that down into smaller goals if mm -hmm. you can by the quarter. Because yeah. once you start making those small successes, like you accomplish that first little small goal, yeah. that's going to give you the fuel to keep going. Mm -hmm. to keep pressing yes. to the next goal. Mm -hmm. And I like what you said about having a mission and a vision. Yes. Whenever I'm coaching my clients, I always tell them, what is your mission? Like, what is this set to do, right? Mm -hmm. How, what is the benefit? Like you said, what is the benefit that this will offer? Not just you. That's Sometimes right. we'll plan a business from our financial success that we hope to make. That's right. Or the notoriety. But we have to be 
growth-minded. We have to be servant leaders also. How will this product, this idea, or this effort benefit someone other than you, right? And then what is your vision? What do you see this becoming in the fullness of it? Now, have you ever been tempted to quit before you even got started? Oh, goodness. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's a normal thing. You know, I think a lot of us maybe second guess, you know, what we what we well, maybe we have an idea of what we want to do. Right. And then we get into it and it doesn't look the way we thought it was going to look. It doesn't look like that. <laughs> that's it. So, I, I know. Listen, God will tell you if you don't if you think you have a plan, you better think twice because it's going to change. And that's the thing. It's going to always be changing. You have to be open. I think my suggestion is to be open to changing, you know, um, be open to expanding the vision too, you know, and sometimes, you know, someone might suggest something to you. You might see something, you might get inspiration from just anything, you know, somebody driving along or somebody having a quick conversation with you in the neighborhood, you know, those things be open to that. And I always keep a little notepad, keep a little notepad. I type little notes in my, in my cell phone all the time, especially two and three o'clock in the morning. That's when I have my, my best uh, thoughts. My best creative time is about two, three in the morning. And then when, once I bring that into the morning and I have time to think about it and have some tea, then I can merge it into the vision and it changes and it looks different all the time. And that's okay. That's okay. No, I think flexibility is another thing that should be on your list when you're planning for success. Yeah. Because we've all seen in recent times how pivoting is very instrumental. Yeah. If you are only, if you're fixed, right? If you, we talked about the infinite and the finite goal, right? If you're playing the infinite game, then you know that the game continues. This may be one level that you reach. You may accomplish the goal, your short-term goal, then the next one, then the next one. Mm -hmm. But then when you're playing an infinite game, you can pivot, you can be flexible, you can grow, you can expand, you can say, you know what, you know what? It, mm -hmm. I thought all, all, all I wanted to do was coach people and help people um, eat right. Mm -hmm. Now mm -hmm. I actually want to do add in a Zumba class. Right. Now right. I want to write a recipe book. Right. And or you may think, okay, living my best life was working on this, working in this job field. When really, if you open yourself up and you may, some of us get to certain, you know, places in life when we realize, hey, I can do more than just this one thing. Yes. Maybe yes. I can be a tax right. preparer, I, even though I've been in education the whole time. Or, you know, maybe I can be in finance if I've only been in a certain area. Yes. It's when we open ourselves up to the possibility of all mm -hmm. that life provides for us, mm -hmm. that gives us that that insight yes. into what we're all really truly made of on the yeah. inside. And that could have you ever gotten to levels right? in life? Yeah, where you find new things about yourself. Mm -hmm. And that could sound a little daunting, you know, but. But the thing, is, the key is to stay open, like you said. And if you stay open, then you won't quit. You won't quit. You know, you're, it's constantly moving. It's fluid. You know, that's the thing about creativity and, you know, just coming up with ideas and, you know, moving forward. If you stay fluid, you will continue to move forward. But once you quit, 
you know, that's the thing. That's the thing that will stop you and, and, and stop you in your tracks, you know, and you don't want that. So you want to keep on creating. You want to stay open. I promise you there'll be more ideas coming, more creativity flowing through you. I agree. Fluidity is mm-hmm. like everything because mm-hmm. then that way, you know, the, the I think it comes from the saying, go with the flow. Yes. Now, you don't want to just be floating everywhere, no, no, right? Because no. the flow no, no, no. will take you places you don't want to go, Absolutely right? Not. But- Absolutely not. But, but the thing is, when you decide that something is not working, though, you shouldn't, you know, keep beating that drum. You shouldn't keep beating that same drum. You can, you can feel it. I think you can feel it. If you find yourself hitting the brick wall with this thing, whatever it is, you want to be a, a doctor or whatever, you know, you want to open your own Pilates studio, whatever it is. If you know that that's not, you know, in your heart, first of all, that's not your thing, you know, then by all means, you probably should not be wasting your time doing that. Think about what your real goal is, what your real vision is, what really means a lot to you. What's your value system? All those things. Tap into those things. And what do you see yourself as a Pilates studio owner? You know, if you don't really see that, then that's probably not your vision. And, you know, you may want to put your energy someplace else, you know, but definitely not quitting. Not quitting is really important. And then we get I to definitely people, agree. Right? <laughs> I definitely agree. Quitting is not, and we're going to touch on that, but I like, you know, going with the flow has its limitations, you know, Mm -hmm. and when you say you can feel it, I believe, and I was saying it the other day, you know, y'all are just, you know, the the restroom is the best place for me. I don't know. It's like my Mm -hmm. quiet place, I guess, because I have kids and I can just close the door. So if you're a parent, you know that the restroom can be a hideaway. (laughs) So I was thinking... I was thinking the other day and I was like, you know, I'm going to go where peace is for me. Mm. And when you said, you know, you can feel it, it, you know, if something is for you because you have peace about it. Now, that doesn't mean you won't be afraid because you can still have fear and it'd be perfect for you. That's right. But peace is a different thing. If you can't, if something is bothering you or troubling you to the point where you really don't feel like it's a good move then that's a good place to pause and say hey my peace is being disturbed for a reason this Mm -hmm. is a good place in life to say okay you know what I need to sit down with this thing maybe Mm -hmm. writing it out on a sheet of paper sketching it out and seeing because I think when you get stuff in front of you like you got you just got to get stuff out Yes. You got to get stuff out of your mind, out of your heart, out of your yes, spirit. Sometimes you got to write something down so you can see. Bible says, make it plain. Mm-hmm. So for me, the way I apply that is writing stuff down. Then that way I can look at it from a different perspective. Now mm-hmm. it's not in my thoughts. It's in right. front of me. Right. And if, if I'm not being pulled toward it, then I need to step away from it for that season. Now, also, you know, if you can't see a thing, then two things happen. Tammy said it. One, that might not be your thing. That's right. Two, might not be your season. Because yes. just because we're building something mm. doesn't mean it's going to be completed within the time frame that we have planned. And you see okay. it all the time in construction. They have, yeah, they have an estimated time. But mm-hmm. things go wrong all the time. You got to make a change. You got to swap out a tool, a strategy, a person. Some people get fired yes. and some people yes. get hired. Yes. <laughs> and you might have to fire some folks from your life. Or you might have to hire some folks in. Oh, yes. So just because mm-hmm. you can't see a thing 
for what it could be in the whole maturity of the thing doesn't mean it's something you shouldn't do. It just might not be your season. I love that. How have seasons played an important role in the things that you were building? Mm. Yeah, I mean, well, again, going back to how long it took to write the book, um, you know, it took 15 years to write this particular book, you know, because it was very personal and it was a lot of, of considerations that I had to, um, you know, think about, you know, in order to put this book out because it is about, you know, the lives of some of the people in my, based on the lives of some of the people in my family and you had to really think about it. So I think the seasons for me for this particular project were long seasons, you know, and, and, and who could have, who could have known that, you know, I couldn't have known that, but I, I kept, I put it to the side. I kept putting it to the side. I said, it's not, this is not the right season for this, you know, and then this parenting, you know, so I'm, I went into my parenting season. That was the most important thing for me to be the best mom I could to my son and to be the best wife I could to my husband. So I, those are the things that I put for, put first. And that was my season for that. And I knew that eventually I would come back to this, but again, this, took a long time so you just to be patient and you know if you don't know the season that for this project it's okay to put it down you know and but keep moving as I said before keep doing something else maybe do something smaller like read read books like if you're a writer read books or maybe do a little bit google something a a type of construction you know company that you would like to do but as long as you're always keeping this thing that is your passion in the front of your mind never letting it go too far I think you'll be okay because just it'll always be with you I love that you said Mm -hmm. keep it in the forefront because um uh it some things take time Mm -hmm. and we talked about um I referenced the elephant right when the Mm -hmm. elephant is you know going through its pregnancy it takes two years now i couldn't i i was barely pregnant the whole nine months right i could not imagine Mm -hmm. you know being pregnant for two years but the thing of it is i I heard a pastor say that when that elephant gives birth is not giving birth to something seven pounds is not giving birth to something that took nine months is giving mm-hmm. birth to something the greatness of it matches yes the birth and process mm-hmm. so if you're doing something and it's it this has been a long process or yes. a rough process mm-hmm. then guess what you're probably entering into the birthing phase of it yes but here's where the hope is they say if it's easy everybody would do it that's right All right and you've been called you've been qualified we are equipped to do all of the ideas Mm -hmm. i've had some ideas where i'm like girl you must be crazy like how are you going to do that you know but with time with Mm -hmm. research with um getting with other people networking and picking Mm -hmm. their brains and doing my part I was able to accomplish those smaller tasks that led to the overall accomplishment of the goal. I was playing the infinite game. I knew Mm -hmm. that it's one step, then another, then another, and then another. Some of us, we get stuck on success. We accomplish one step and then we're like, yeah, I did it. I'm done. And that's it. (laughs) 
But then you have to remember that the game keeps going. Life yes. keeps going, right? And mm -hmm. we're not equating this to like some kind of trivia game, but life yeah. is full of surprises. Yes. Look at COVID. Look at COVID. Who who would have thought that this would be, you know, the way that we are getting through our days? You know, we didn't we weren't prepared, you know, for any of this. But look at how we've adapted. You know, look at how we've adapted. We and we, you know, so many blessings came out of COVID. So many bad things happened with COVID. A lot of people lost lives, and definitely it was devastating for a lot of people. But you know, for me and my family, it's been such a blessing. You know, things that we hadn't realized we needed. You know, so I'm just I'm grateful. You know, for this time, I'm grateful right. for the time. You know, and it, and it allowed me to some more ideas, which was really wonderful, you know, and, and I'm not saying that, you know, we're perfect. I'm not even I'm not saying I got to the point where now I'm the master and I know I am learning every day. I'm learning every day on how to juggle all these projects and trying to, you know, see my vision down the line. Where am I going to be five years from now? You know, what projects do I want to put forward? You know, just, you know. How do I find time to write and take my son to football practice? You know, it's life stuff, but it's all part of the process. It is. And I like what you said, life stuff. When it comes to life stuff, I think this is where patience has to come in. Mm. And y'all, I am not that patient. I will be <laughs> honest. I think that that's one. <laughs> you know, I love those videos on like TikTok and Instagram where they're like pouring water and like, you know, God, this is how God made her. And yeah. I think with patience, he just gave me a little sprinkle. <laughs> like, that's all I got, y'all. <laughs> yeah, listen, uh, patience is that's one of the big ones. You know, a lot of us, you know, we live in an instant world. You know, we live in a microwave society. Everybody wants it fast, 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 fast. You know, and, you know, again, I, I take it back. I, you know, for those of us who believe in God, you know, God will slow you down and he will let you know that you are not on your own time frame. <laughs> yes, you yes, Lord. Yes, he will. You must be patient with yourself. You must be patient with the process. You must be patient with your loved ones, you know, and most of all, be patient with yourself. Be patient with yourself. You know, don't put so much pressure on yourself, you know, to to do and be like other people or get things done the way other people do it. You know, your process is your process. So you have now, to find a way to be patient with yourself. I definitely agree. How have you found the beauty in your process? Uh, I mean, I think it's just being authentic, you know, being honest with myself about, you know, who I am, what, what my, what I can do, you know, what things are too much for me, what things I don't want to do. Okay. What things I don't want to accept, you know, what, I don't want to compromise anything, you know, um, just to get things done for the sake of time or what other people want. So I think it's important to be honest with yourself and be authentic. Yeah. I'm all about transparency in every episode. I try and have some sort of transparency moment and my transparency moment, authentic moment for today is patience is, patience is not my virtue. <laughs> now I have had to, I'm, I'm bad. Like I have had to really 
You know, you be like, how many times am I going to go through this? And I, I feel like life is like, until you learn, right? Yes. So yes. I've had to, man, repeat so many lessons because mm -hmm. I did not get it. Mm -hmm. And the moment, I tell you, the moment I got a glimmer of what patience meant, the easier the things I was trying to accomplish came to be. The birthing process became easier. Now, if you've ever given birth, then you know that there is no easy way. Even Ooh. with medicine and Ooh. all the coaching and breathing and ice cubes you could have. Yes. It is still one that requires your whole being. Yes. Your mind, so your true. heart, your your body, the physical energy, you know, and it's the same when it comes to really being our best selves, really yeah. showing up in life as our most authentic self. Mm -hmm. And that takes vulnerability. Mm -hmm. It takes patience to say, you know what? Here are some lessons that I have to learn, but I'm not going to get down on myself if I make a mistake. Right. If I fail. Um, if I, you know, compared myself and, and slipped into a pity party. That's another that's another one of the P's that's a trap, a pity party. Yep. Yep. So p having patience with yourself is the first step. Because if you're patient with yourself, then you say, okay, well, you know what? I know what my limitations are. I know what my goals are. Yep. I know what I'm good at. And I know what I can do, mm -hmm. right? Then once you take those components and you apply them, and then you'll be able to be patient with other people. Right. Because you'll be able to see if they trigger you. That's right. If, you know, if, they're, if they present something to you, I, like, I love what you said. Even knowing what you don't want to do or mm -hmm. do not want to accept is part of your process. That's right. Having patience so you can learn those things about yourself. What, mm -hmm. what standard am I going to hold myself and other people to? Yeah. How has patience developed you as a writer? Oh, I think if I look at the writing process, um, I had to section it off the way, like the way that you said, um, you might have to break down your goal, right? You may have to break it down. It's too big. So recently uh, I started working with a trainer occasionally. And one of the things that she does is she does a six day workout. So it's not overwhelming. And I didn't, she didn't say that, but when I look at what she's doing, I'm like, okay, that's what she's doing. She's breaking this thing up. So it's not so overwhelming. It's not so committal because, you know, we all have a problem with commitment sometimes, you know, and you don't want to feel that invested. You want to invest, but you don't want to feel that invested. And so if you're doing it in pieces, I think that's less uh, daunting for people. So I think the writing process for me was like that too. So I would have chapters sitting on the floor and I would come back to those chapters until that chapter was finished, but I may have put it to the side. So I had to really use that process of breaking that down and, and making it small for myself because I would feel I would have felt overwhelmed because I think the book is 300 and something pages. So I, I would have been overwhelmed with trying to keep on doing the whole thing. So I think that part of my process was was helpful to break it down like that. 
Well, I love that. I got such a visual image of these book chapters everywhere and just coming back to them. That's why I say it is good to get things out in front of you. Mm -hmm. Um, Any kind of goal or affirmation or anything positive that you want to see, you know, transpire in your life is good to have those things in front of you. I even use my mirror. Sometimes I'll write a statement on my mirror because I know Mm -hmm. that I'm going to be in front of it every day. Um, or in a journal or some type of, um, you know, device, mm-hmm. even in my phone, my home screen is something positive that I yeah. keep in front of me. So there are little ways that we can cheat the system. If you don't have all this time to sit down and, you know, journal for two, three hours, yeah. write it somewhere where you're going to see it every day. Put it on mm-hmm. a sticky note, put it on your, um, in your car, on your dashboard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's all kinds of ways, even on my desk are affirmations, things Mm -hmm. that I speak over into my life, you know, Mm -hmm. by reading them. I'm constantly reminding myself of the things that I feel are promised to me to live out in this life. And I feel like if you're going to really um, endure, have some some endurance, Mm -hmm. you have to keep those things in front of you. Now, patience with the process, endurance, oh my gosh. There have been so many times where I felt like, okay, I am out of gas. What are some of the things that you do to help you build endurance? Hmm. Meditation. (laughs) A lot of care, care app. (laughs) Um, Because, you know, we need a break, you know, we need a break and we need to recharge. We need, um, you know, and good people around us. I think that's really important to have people that pour into us and maybe that can remind us, you know, how to keep ourselves grounded and centered and give us positive um, affirmations as well. So I think, um, you know, staying connected to good things, you know, making yourself, nurturing yourself, giving yourself good food in a sense, you know. Right. I love the whole um, idea of self-care and we have to expand that idea of self-care well beyond pedicures and manicures. Those are good because I went, I, I felt like I was playing spades when I went to the nail salon last Mm -hmm. week because I had all these little uh, visit, uh, you know, little stamps. Yeah, they stamp you. And by the ninth visit, you get a free, you you give you a free pedicure. So I had about four or five cars. I said, let me show you my hand. So I go with this free pedicure, y'all. So I had all my little cards. But Mm -hmm. just taking the idea of self-care and expanding it beyond pedicures and manicures, which are good, to include more mental work where Mm -hmm. we can allow our minds to stop for a second, Mm -hmm. to pause, to reflect. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we can look so far ahead that we don't see the things that we've you know, recently endured or encountered or learned for, from, we don't mm-hmm. take those things and apply it to the future. Right. Sometimes people are like, the past, my past. No, the past is the past, yes, because it is past. Mm-hmm. But your past also has treasures that will help you in your future. Yes. You just can't look back too long, right? That's, right. That's right. the whole balance of, are we going to look too far ahead or... Yeah. Stay looking back too long. So when we get into that place where 
we can find some good ways to meditate, to mm -hmm. calm ourselves down, to really soak in the present. Yes. I really think that helps us to keep moving forward. Because sometimes, I'm be honest, I've looked at some goals and looked at them from the from a future perspective mm -hmm. and just immediately, instantly, just like with a snap of the fingers, drained. Yeah. And because I'm looking too far ahead. Yeah. I'm not really reveling in my present, in mm -hmm. my current reality. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a matter of being balanced with perspectives, giving ourselves time to step away, step back, unplug, refresh. Yes. And, um, you know, the Bible says the renewal of our mind should happen every day, daily, mm -hmm. renewing your mind. And I think you can only accomplish that, in my opinion, through some sort of meditation. Yes. Quiet reflection time. Agreed. Now, what were some of your biggest triggers that made you want to just say, you know what? I don't have the energy for this. What were some of the things that you identified to say, hey, you know what? If I don't keep a lid on this, this will um, burn me out. Um, well, OK, so I mean, if we're talking about this particular project, right? So <laughs> Anything. I, think, I think work, you know, I think balancing work, life. Um, you know, caring for your families, balancing work, you know, understanding that the work you do is not who you are. You know, you can't become the, the job you have where you're just getting paid to do something, you know, because you're, you're, you're giving a lot of energy to that. I want to say you're wasting it, but you're giving a lot of energy over to something that if you, if you don't see it down the line as something that's going to be fruitful for you. If it's not going to be something that's going to pour back into you, then you really are funneling out a lot more energy than you want to be funneling out. I'll say it that way. So I know that I give a lot of energy, you know, to my job. So from 830 to 430, I know that there's a lot of energy I give to that. But I promise you, once that is over, I need to be focused on this stuff. And so for me. Once I'm done with work, then I have to do family stuff, you know, and then there's not a lot of time left for me in the evening. You know, so that's again, that's, you know, we talk about the things we need to work on or the things that we still, you know, have have to do some work on. That's one of the things that I still have to work on because I don't think that I balance that very well. But I'm working on that every day. Um, trying to find time to really make sure I'm focusing on writing creating new things, birthing the other things that I have going on so I can see something finished. Because that, oh, that that motivates you to do more stuff. When you see that finished thing, oh, it is the best thing in the world. I, <laughs> it is the best thing in the world. I have this thing in your hand um, just completed. I, I, I'm, I'm just, it's such a, load off and a weight off and just a good boost of self pride, you know, and self-esteem. Like I feel good that I finished that, you know? Yeah. One of the greatest accomplishments, you know, that I've had besides birthing my child. 
No, I totally agree. <laughs> I totally, yeah, I know. Your projects can become your babies too. Yes. And I yes. love that. It leads us right into the last point, which is the birthing process, the actual birth of a thing. Yeah. Now, the journey may be long and hard. You may have to, you know, pivot when need. You may, first, you need a plan. Yes. Got to have a plan for your success, whether mm -hmm. it's, again, having a business or going into a particular career field or just living your best life. Mm -hmm. You got to have a plan for that. Mm -hmm. And then you have to be patient with your process because life, it does not rotate on a what Shantae and Tammy want to happen and when That's they right. want it to happen kind of schedule. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't happen like that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we have to be ready for that birth of that thing. Now, right. we talked about childbirth early, and I'm going to go back to it because, oh, Lord, mine was rough, girl. <laughs> but I tell you, like you said, when when I had that child in my hand, yes. at the end of mm. the process, mm -hmm. and I could look into my son's face, yes, I forgot all about the pain. I forgot right. all about the energy, the effort, yes. the time, yes. the time, the sacrifice. Mm -hmm. I forgot all about it. And I mm -hmm. saw him and you just feel an overwhelming amount of joy. Yes. And accomplishment. Yes. And you are right. You hit it on the nail on the head. Mm -hmm. Self, a boost for your self-confidence. And it's nothing wrong with that. We talked about being great yes. last, last episode. Okay. And for some of us, we need to give ourselves permission mm. to show up in life and take up space. I always yes. say greatness takes up space. Mm. Some of us are occupying the smallest area in the rooms that we step our feet into. But it is time, it is time, it is time for us to step into the room and fill up the place yes. with goodness, all mm -hmm. the goodness that the things that we have in us, the mm -hmm. things that we are birthing in us, mm -hmm. to bring that goodness out into the world. And it benefits our communities. It benefits yes. our families, you know? Yes. I was so gonna when, that. You, when you um, saw the, that book, and hold it up one, for one more time for us. <laughs> I love all the plugs. Go for it. Nobody's child. When you got your copy, your first copy in your hand, explain to describe the feeling to us. It it was surreal. You know, it was uh I I I, I was emotional, you know, I was very emotional. Um, you know, when you read a book by someone else. You have a certain level of respect for it. You you kind of understand that somebody put that kind of time into it, but you may not connect with it emotionally. You just feel like it's a book. It's a book. You're going to read it. You might pass it off to somebody else. You might put it on your shelf. It's just a book. But I, I still, I'm still amazed that I wrote all these words, you know, just to have these words in this book. It, it's a lot of words. And you think to yourself, I never thought I could write this many words. And I certainly didn't think I could write it you know, for people to connect with it and, and have it come together in a story, you know, to do do that with words. I love words. I love writing. I love reading. I love music. I love sound. I love talking. I love conversation. I mean, just to, the love of words, you know, to have it in one place in, in a compilation of something that created another thing and just happens to be connected to the people that I love. It's just, you know, 
it all comes full circle in this beautiful thing. This second child, this second child that I birthed. Um, it's just an amazing feeling. And I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful. Now, tell us all about um, your project. So just give us a recap for anybody who wasn't with us at the beginning of the show. Tell us about your books and your projects and where we can go to support you. So um, Nobody's Child, of Biography is my first my first published book. Um, I have other projects that I'm working on. I'm actually working on the second book um, in uh, the next book that's connected with Nobody's Child to uh, expand on some of the characters and what happened with them. And maybe, you know, some new things that people might not have uh, thought to look for in those characters. So I'm going to try to expand it out in a creative way. Um, <laughs> So Nobody's Child, the second book, look for that. Um, the children's book series, um, I'm still working on, but I'm hoping to get that out by hopefully by the end of the summer. That would be wonderful if it could be completed by then. But again, we're going to be patient with our process and That's it's going right. to come when it's supposed to come. Um, but my um, book is available on Amazon.com. It's available on barnesandnoble.com and it's available on nobodyschildbiography.com, which is my website. You can also listen to some audio clips from chapters in the book um, that my wonderful girlfriend, Sora, <laughs> uh, created with another actor, um, wonderful actors, Adiaga Faiza. Uh, <laughs> um and they they recorded these chapters, um, give you an idea of what the book is about to give you a little teaser. So that is on the website um, and it's also on YouTube if you want to check it out on YouTube. But you can get your autograph copy at nobodyschildbiography.com. Um, and that is where you can find the book. Now, what, who are your favorite characters from the book? Ooh. I know they probably all are, but which ones stand out? Okay, so favorite is Brenda. So Brenda is the main character, who is my mom. And I have the most admiration for her. She had a wonderful life, beautiful person. You would not have expected uh, all these things that have happened to her. Many people who knew my mom had no idea these things happened to her, um, that she had gone through these things. But she was such an amazing, strong woman to have gone through these things and came out on the other side, um, you know, with her faith intact. Um, that's the most important thing. Um, but she is my favorite character, but my favorite villain, because there's some villains in this book. <laughs> okay. My favorite villain is May. So you got to check it out because May is a piece of work. <laughs> okay, May. Is somebody, uh, you know, who you love to hate. Um, yeah, but this a few characters in it. And then Summer, of course, which is me. I'm a Summer in the book. So pick up Nobody's Child biography and check it out. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a giveaway. I love these things. So if you uh, are listening and you would love a copy of Nobody's Child, then uh, fill out our uh, survey on mixtalkmedia.org backslash listen dash live. And there's a survey to let us know that you were listening to the show and you would love a copy. Again, that's mix, M-I-X-E-D, talkmedia.org 
backslash listen dash live and let us know in the comments section i want my copy and we're going to send you a copy of nobody's child i'm going to also right. shoot that out on social media so you guys awesome. be looking out for that so i'm let excited me i gotta you can copy. find me on on social media i'm sorry i forgot to say that um on no as at nobody's underscore child's underscore bio that's on um instagram on Facebook, it's at Nobody's Child a Biography. And on Twitter, it's at Nobody Biography. And that's right, awesome. on your social media, okay? We're going to make sure we get those social media links plugged in so you guys yes. can go and get a copy. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Lex Talk Life XL on Mixed Talk Radio. You guys, you know I'll be back next Saturday at 1 o'clock Central Standard Time. So again, thank you guys for tuning in. And a big shout out. I want to give a big shout out before I go because I am rocking some merch here, you guys. Mm. Now, this is not my merch, but this you can find this wide brim black hat at Simply Fancy Boutique. Um, CEO is Tammy Ross. I mean, she has so many different styles. She has, uh, you know, all kinds of garments, clothing, dresses, jumpsuits, y'all. And she got other colors of this hat. I have a um, blue one, like a cobalt blue. Ooh, it's bad, y'all. But again, mm. thank you. Big ups, big shout out to Tammy Ross for uh, gifting me with this wide brim black hat. Again, you can shop her at simplyfancyboutique.com. And I'll catch you guys next week on Mixed Talk Radio. Bye, y'all.